Welcome to WNZN.org. This is uh, another power radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Today we're actually not in the studio because of the COVID-19. Yes. Yeah. And we're still going to be taping, and God right. willing, we're going to be taping going forward until we mm -hmm. can once again get into our radio station, which is on Kansas Avenue in Lorain, Ohio. But we're very happy you tuned in today. I think we have a good show uh, prepared for you. And uh, it actually probably has some application to this season that we're going through, not just in Ohio, but nationally mm -hmm. and globally. Yes. Just unforeseen. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe touch upon that as we go through our conversation. But anyhow, glad to be in the station today, Glad, which is my office where we're taping. And my good friend, David Abood. Hey, Hello, John. David. Great to be here, everybody. And his son is going to join us today. Tristan, <laughs> good to have you on board. Howdy. Good to see you. Right, great to have you. So the topic today, actually it's going to maybe stretch a couple of weeks, David, is going to be the biblical basis of angels and demons. Right. Now there's tremendous interest, even in popular culture, mm -hmm. about angels and demons. As a matter of fact, when you think it was termed angel mania uh, several years ago with this uh, Time magazine in 1994 did a cover story on this, and they did a poll and found out 69% of U.S. citizens believe in angels. 32% believe they actually had a personal encounter with angels. Yes. When you think of the number of books, movies, like Angels in the Outfield or uh, Angels mm -hmm. and Demons, the movie was made right. with Tom Hanks, right. uh, Highway to Heaven, City of Angels, and then the TV programs, and just this whole thing with angels. This. Mm -hmm. So let's what we're going to do is try to look at what does the Bible say about angels? Right. What does the Bible say about demons? And I've asked uh, Tristan if you'd open up uh, this morning and uh, just if you could read Psalm 103, uh, verse 19 uh, through 21. That's sure. Psalm uh, 103, uh, 19 through 21. All right. So the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and the kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Okay, thank you. So here we actually get a lot of information. This is a good launching point uh, for the um, this topic. We're going to start with <clears throat> angels, and then I don't think we're going to have enough time today to get into the whole thing with demons, Satan, and sure. these kinds of yeah. things. But we will pick that up. Oh, there's a ton of material, John. So... Right from the beginning, we see the Lord has established his throne in heaven mm -hmm. uh, and his kingdom rules over. First and foremost, we see there's a singular God yep. and he's over everything, whether it's the spirit world, mm -hmm. angels, demons, mm -hmm. Michael, the archangel, Satan, and all humanity. Mm -hmm. It's not like other beliefs or cultures around the world throughout history that believe, you know, there was a Zeus and there's a Neptune here mm -hmm. and there's this yeah. different entities and there's one God, and that's how this psalm in right. verse 19 opens up. Mm -hmm. Then it says, bless the Lord, you his angels. And we're going to see one of the purposes of angels is they worship. They're called to worship God. Mm -hmm. And we're going to expand on that as we go along. Who excel in strength, who do his word. And we're going to see they're, they're extremely powerful. And one of, there's several uh, misunderstandings about angels. Yeah. One of the fallacies is that angels, they picture as little babies yeah, with wings. chubby little yeah, cherubims. We're going to see that's not the case, just like this yeah. song is. Yeah. They excel in strength. Uh, they're not little cutesy things, no. kind of, you know. No. Uh, they're actually awesome. Yeah. Oftentimes mm -hmm. when people, holy people, prophets <laughs> see them, they're terrified. They fall down. Right. 
Uh, they they have immense physical you know power in the physical realm. They can destroy an army. They can uh, break down uh, prison cells if they want. Door yeah. knock doors off. Oh yeah. And then it says they excel in strength. They do His word. Now that's an important thing. Is that they are called as ministering servants of God. Mm -hmm. And so we, another fallacy, we don't pray to angels. We don't ask angels for help. Mm -hmm. It's God who directs. We pray to God, uh, but it's God who directs them as we're going to see later. They are yeah. servants or they come here to minister to God's people. And right. We're going to look at that. Right. Uh, heeding the voice of his word. They're obedient. Those that follow him, we're going to see when we get into the whole thing of Satan mm -hmm. and demons, those that didn't obey his word and they were lifted up and they fell away. And then it will say, bless the Lord, all you his host. And that's another term for angels. Host means as a military term, it's a great innumerable number. That you know, Sometimes you'll see it's called the host of heaven. Uh -huh. And so we'll get into this. And uh, bless the Lord, all his hosts, who you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. And that's one of the things angels are called to. They, they do God's bidding. They're obedient servants of God. And that kind of launches us into it. Any thoughts on this, David or Tristan, as we move forward? I know in Daniel 10, when um, uh, Daniel encounters the, the angel that actually comes down to see him, I, I remember mm -hmm. just going off of how you said they were incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't just fall to his knees. I think he passes out. And the people around him can't even see the angel, but... They, they start to flee the moment that it appears and they have no they have no way of knowing that it's there simply its presence is enough to send grown men running and I find that extremely interesting just the level of power that they're they're given by God well yeah that's a good point Tristan as a matter of fact if you yeah, look that is very good in, uh, in Genesis in uh, I'm sorry book of Revelation uh, nearly the end of the book if you look at the book of Revelation and in uh, verse uh, 22. What book and uh, Revelation? Yeah. Book of Revelation. Um, and in uh, chapter 22, 22, now this is the yeah. Apostle John. He's extremely holy, prophet of God, was an mm -hmm. apostle. Yeah. He's getting this tremendous vision uh, of the book of Revelation. And this angel comes and gives him this message. Okay. And he says in verse 6, mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the message comes and then. John gets it, but he's so overcome with it. Look what he says in verse 8, chapter 22, yeah. verse 8. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things, and when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel mm. who had been showing them to me. Now look at verse 9. But he said to me, don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets oh, and cool. with all who keep the words of this <clears throat> scroll. Worship God. You see, there these, is, there's yeah, several good right. elements here. Right. Number one, yeah. to your point, Tristan, th th this is so mm -hmm. powerful a being mm -hmm. that John, again, a holy man of God, mm. he is undone. He just falls yes. down. Yep. But notice th what the angel says. What we just looked at in uh, Psalm 103. Mm -hmm. Number one, he says, worship God. Uh -huh. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. Number two, he says, keep the word of God. He says, mm -hmm. I'm a servant of God. Keep the word of God. That's what <clears> they do. And number three, we say that he's a fellow servant. He, see, he's mm -hmm. they, we're serving the Lord here on earth, but their service to God is in the heavenlies. But yes. they will come down here. We're going to look at that. They have certain functions or ministries that yes, they, they do, do. Yeah. Um, in, in the course of their, right. not their lifetime, but their ministry. Yeah. And you'll see this mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. And the same thing happens, interestingly enough, if you go to chapter 19. 
uh, when John uh, also has this uh, uh, kind of an, an appearance uh, of an angel. And uh, once again, he's kind of undone by this thing. But mm. if you look at verse yeah. uh, 10, this is after he gets this revelation from yeah. this angel. It says in Revelation chapter 19, <clears throat> verse 10, at this I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold of the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. See, so yeah. we don't worship yeah. and, and elevate these uh, mm -hmm. beings, these uh, angelic beings. Uh, they clearly say they're a servant of God. They're, of course, we're going to see yeah. they're different from man, from human beings. Mm -hmm. But... Their purpose is, is to serve God. Mr. Yeah. Arthur, quick yes. question. What, what would it look like? Because we, we hear in the Bible twice, they say in Revelation 19 and 22, that they fall down and worship. What would worshiping an angel look like? like well, what is that? just falling down. Mm -hmm. You see, the Bible says about God, um, yeah. every knee shall bow, every tongue mm -hmm. shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm -hmm. So to bow down and obey what they call obeisance or worship, right. or you're, 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 you're ascribing to this person. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, you're in a really humble position, but you're establishing they are extremely yes. worthy. Right. And what the angel is saying, no, I'm not that worthy. You yeah. worship God alone. Right. See, mm -hmm. in the, Matthew chapter 4, one of the temptations mm -hmm. of Satan had for Jesus in the wilderness. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? He says, Worship me. He mm -hmm. says, if you will bow down and worship me, uh -huh. I will give you all these kingdoms, the right. earthly kingdoms. <laughs> and, of course, Jesus says, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him yeah. alone. It's Satan who wants worship, yeah. not not these good angels. Yeah, yeah. and you know what's interesting, and just to answer Tristan's question of why some people would bow down, most people in Scripture who encounter angels react with fear. Almost every time an angel appears to someone, what's the angel's first words, Tristan? Don't, Don't be, be afraid. afraid. Mm -hmm. Luke 1.13, uh, Matthew 28.5, because their presence is so overwhelming that even apostles such as John had to be warned not to worship them. This makes sense given the level of power that they have, but also when they appear, John, aren't they like glowing, uh, an incredible glow that is oh, blinding? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Now, now, we're going to see when they do come, that's often how they manifest themselves. Right. Now, right. oftentimes, like let's say at the resurrection, mm -hmm. when the women came, mm. uh, they were the one was sitting on the stone, luminous. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> usually, they're, usually they're phys when they're, they make a physical appearance, so they manifest. Yeah. Usually it's like a young man in mm. bright, shiny mm -hmm. uh, clothing. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not always the case, but we'll see that mm -hmm. like when Peter gets released from prison right. kind of a thing. But sometimes, like you say, they, they show themselves to Daniel or they reveal mm -hmm. themselves to John in the book of Revelation. We'll look at some other places. They are coming like in what I call like full glory, right. like, like uh, right. high wattage, high, high amperage. <clears throat> right. But we're also going to notice there's different types of angels. There yes, seems to be right. a ranking. Uh -huh. And we got Michael is the only archangel that's scripturally listed yeah, uh, up here. Mm -hmm. And then that's not to say there could be more. We don't know. Uh, but then there's these levels of powers and principles. They come downward. Uh, so that yes. could be an effect yeah. there. So, And so, John, the other thing is, my understanding is angels have never, at least in the Bible, were never referenced as women or children. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's true. Um, mm -hmm. We'll look into that. Yeah. Definitely not children. A little right. baby. We're right. going to see mm -hmm. that. So we see it way back in the, when you get into Genesis. Yeah. Um, now, 
people will say, well, when were angels created? We know they're a created being of God. Uh -huh. um, and it will say in Job chapter 38, that's where it'll say that the angels of God shouted, the sons of God shouted for joy when God lead uh, the foundations of the earth. Right. Uh, let me just go there. Job uh, 38, uh -huh, what verse? Verse 7. Uh, okay, I got there. it. While the morning stars hey. sang together and all the angels shouted for joy, who shut up the sea behind doors when it bursts forth from the womb? Okay, read yeah. that one, that first one again, David. While the morning stars <clears throat> sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. When he when he was laying the foundations of the yeah, earth and, the sea. And yes. So yeah. that what what what's implied there is they were they were created before man was mm -hmm. created. Yeah. They seem to be created prior to the creation mm -hmm. of the earth when God is forming the foundations of the earth and putting the seas and uh, the waters in this. Uh, so that's what we're doing is we're trying to get Bible uh, to, to flesh right. out a portrait yeah. or a picture of angels. And by doing so, we get rid of a lot of the mm -hmm. traditions or the fallacies or the misnomers yeah. that is in popular culture, but it also get into churches, you know, where people get a strange kind of a take uh, about angels, what they are and what they're not. So we've already seen they're created beings, right? They're created, one of their purposes is to worship God. Second yes. is to obey God. Right. Third, we're going to see, and we'll develop this down the road a little mm -hmm. bit, but they sent to be ministers of to, to the children of God, yeah. to servants of God. And we're going to see that um, we are not to pray to angels, uh, and we're not to like uh, beseech them. To We don't want right. them to appear, you know. Right. Uh, we're going to see that when we get into false stuff, that oftentimes false religions start because the founder will say he had an angelic vision or right. visitation. Yeah. And we're going to see why that's so dangerous. And, and John, a couple other key things that I wrote down for the key activities of angels, they're instruments of God's judgment, like in Revelation 7, 1, and Revelation 8, 2, they bring answer to prayer, Acts 12, 5 through 10, and they aid in winning people to Christ, Acts 8, 26, and they encourage us in times of danger, Acts 27, 23 through 24, so they really do have an important role. Yeah, we'll look into yeah. some of those as we move through. So... Um, Let's look at that. You touched on some things there. Let's look first. Mm -hmm. for, first of all, the first place we see them, uh, where we see an angelic being. Now, this uh -huh. is going to be a little bit different, and we'll talk on these uh, as we move through. But it's in Genesis, okay. and this is where um, Adam and Eve were cast out of paradise. Mm, it's the yeah. last verse in uh, Genesis chapter 3. And we'll look at uh, how that kind of goes down there. Verse 24. Uh, yes, please. He drove, he drove out a man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So yeah. those are cherubim. Yeah. We're going to see mm -hmm. there's angels, mm -hmm. there's cherubim. Now, these mm -hmm. are also going to be mentioned in Ezekiel. Mm. Right. Uh, and the cherubim are very important Crete, uh, beings. Right. They're not angels. There are angels, but they're very specific. We don't use the term angels or cherubim necessarily. They're unique. We're going to look at their they're description. Different right. Different. And their thing seems to be they're very close to God. Mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, when they create, uh, make the tabernacle in the wilderness, in the Holy of Holies, where you have the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. then you have the mercy seat. Well, you have two cherubim there. Right. Okay. Right. Wing to wing. These are uh, yep. uh, molded. I mean, mm -hmm. they're not, you know, it's a picture of the heavenly realm. But when you see in um, 
Zech, uh, later in the Old Testament, when these prophets have a vision of God, uh, you'll see the cherubim will be very close to the altar of God. Yes. Very close, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. And they're woven into the fabric in the tabernacle. So cherubim suggests being very close to the presence of God. Seems like one of the whole things they do is worship God. And, yeah, you know, it, it seems, I wrote down, they serve as a visible reminder of the majesty and glory of God and his abiding presence with his people. Mm. Yeah, you'll From see it I in found. Isaiah yeah. 6. I yeah. want to go there quickly and then come back to yeah. Genesis. But Isaiah chapter 6, we're going to touch on these two unique um, spiritual beings. One is cherubim and the other is a seraphim. <clears throat> but Isaiah chapter 6, and this is the famous mm -hmm. throne room that uh, Isaiah will be uh, entering, right. so to speak. And um, this is where he's going to see the seraphim. This mm -hmm. is the, the, I don't want to say it's the twin of the cherubim, but it's a different type of a being mm -hmm. that's in the heavenlies. And you can see where he says, uh, verse 1 through 3 of Isaiah chapter 6. In the year yeah. that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings, and two he covered his face. Oh, they're identified as a he. Mm -hmm. Two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is filled to his glory. Mr. Murtha, isn't it true that seraphim, the word Sarah, doesn't that also uh, identify with some of the Hebrew words meaning snake? Sir, uh, fiery, fiery one, yeah. a fiery serpent. Yeah, fiery, yeah, yeah right, old Hebrew one. Yeah. It's, it's something to do with a flame. Yeah, uh, burning ones or fiery. Burning yeah. ones, mm -hmm. yeah. So essentially, I'm kind of curious, what is the difference in between seraphim and cherubim? So cherubim, yeah. you have to go to um, Ezekiel, let's say, Ezekiel mm -hmm. chapter 1. Okay. Okay, and that's where you're going to see these um, cherubim, uh, if you will. Um, he and now this prophet, he also has this um, vision. Okay, yeah. And if you look at Ezekiel chapter one, maybe verse four through nine. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to do it? Uh -huh. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf, and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. See? That, yeah. that, that, wow. So yeah, that's, you're getting a description. Wow, stay, stay in Ezekiel uh -huh. and just look at uh, look at verse... Um, Boy, that's, um, remind me what uh, chapter, Mr. Murphy, okay. I missed it. Oh, I'm sorry, chapter 10 in Ezekiel. And now you're going to get... He's going to give you a little bit fuller kind of a look at these guys. And look at verse uh, 4 through 7. Chapter 10, 4 through 7. And the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub to the threshold of the house, and the house was filled with the cloud, and the court was filled with the brightness of the glory of God. And the sound of the wings of the cherubim was heard as far as the outer court, like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. And when he commanded the man clothed in linen, take fire from between the whirling wheels and between the cherubim, he went in and stood beside a wheel. 
And a cherub stretched out his hand from between the cherubim to the fire that was between the cherubim, and took some of it, and put it into the hands of the man clothed in linen, who took it and went out. Okay. Now do you see? This is the cherubim. This is the ones that were uh-huh. present when Adam and Eve were cast out mm-hmm. of the uh, paradise. They are very close to God. It has a lot to do with the holiness of God. Uh, these are different than Isaiah chapter 6, which calls a seraphim. Mm-hmm. You see the difference? Mm-hmm. We'll get into this a little yeah, bit later, but right. I just want to... Mm-hmm. I wanted us to focus on the angels today. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know what everybody asks me about guardian angels? Okay. Do we oh. each have our own guardian okay. angel? You know, and we, maybe we can touch on that at some point. Uh, yeah, we can. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's another. That's another. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good question. Yeah, I that's mean, what a lot we'll of people have asked me that. Okay. So let's look at the, the kind of the function of these angels and mm-hmm. how they. Uh, let's go to, back to the first book of the Bible in Genesis uh, chapter 19. Okay. Yeah. Now this chapter eighteen is such a this is such a dramatic account um, of the appearance of God. That to give you an overview, chapter uh-huh. eighteen is where these three um, strangers come to Abraham, mm-hmm. and um, Abraham tells them to sit down. I want to prepare you a meal, and um, then of course the one the two leave, and then the one stays. And basically says, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And then it keeps giving reference. Mm -hmm. uh, He's calling him Lord. And then he's pleading with him. He's interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. If I find 50, if I find... And and so it's God speaking here. Right. And then he says, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak again, suppose 30. And then it says, verse 33, so the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham. And Abraham returned to his place. This was a, what they call in Scripture a theophany, a visit by God. Mm. But he's in a physical form. Like but Jesus. Oh, wow. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Now remember, even in the oh. Garden of Eden, when, remember Adam and Eve sinned, they mm-hmm. cover themselves with fig leaves, mm-hmm. and they're in the shade of the tree. What do they hear? They In the cool of the day, they heard the voice of God walking in the yes. garden. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. now, so what happened to the two other ones that came? Mm-hmm. Look at chapter 19 okay. and verse 1. The two angels came to Sodom in the uh-huh. evening. Oh, wow. And Lot was sitting in the gates of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. Okay. Now notice, these are two angels, mm-hmm. right? Right. They're being, God had already said, no, if there's ten righteous, we'll spare now yeah. these two angels are under the command of God. Yep. It's not their own idea. They come, and they're going to do several things. One, they're going to warn him. Yeah. You've got to get out. You've got to get out mm-hmm. of here. They, they, they come to bring revelation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, they come to bring deliverance because mm-hmm. they actually have to take mm-hmm. by hand. Abraham, uh, Lot is lingering. His two daughters are yeah. lingering. He, so we're going to see where they deliver. Yeah. Like with Peter out of mm-hmm. jail. It says an angel actually comes and delivers mm-hmm. him out of the jail. So there's a deliver. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm sorry, number three, uh, they are they come to guard. Mm-hmm. They will not destroy this place until Lot gets out. Yeah. yeah. And four, they bring destruction. Mm-hmm. Boy, do they. They cried out. Uh, uh, then, then it says... Uh, Escape, he says in verse 23, hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. 
So he's saying here, mm -hmm. you got to get out before I, the angel, mm -hmm. the angels got this power to destroy. Yeah. So you see all these elements here that we're going to see later throughout the scripture. Number one, their messenger. Angel mm -hmm. means messenger. Mm -hmm. Both in the Old and the right. New Testament means messenger. Mm -hmm. So their messenger, they come to bring a message to mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Number two, so they're given revelation there. They're telling yeah. them something. Uh, number two, they protect Lot, even when they slam mm -hmm. the door and, you know, they're going to protect him right. against destruction. They're going to deliver him literally by taking his hand, mm -hmm. but then they're actually going to bring destruction. You see, you see those mm -hmm. kind of four mm -hmm. uh, mm. components all, right. all in this yeah. one chapter. Any thought on, maybe you have a thought on that, how that un kind of unfolded so itself. They are angels. They are angels. These aren't... Oh, yeah. Okay, so hold on. I'm a little confused. In 18, yeah. we were talking about three strangers coming to Abraham. Mm -hmm. And the three strangers are kind of... Well, they're not really metaphors for God. They are God. I mean, it's... Well, the one stays. He, that's, it's, it'll even say here. It says... Um, so she make, and then it says... Uh, verse 16. We're back in chapter mm -hmm. 18. Then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to send them on his way. And the Lord said... Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm going to do? So God is going to do something. Mm. But he dispatches or sends right. the two angels. Mm -hmm. It's not the two angels, of course, that are God. It's They believe that this person that remains with Abraham is what they call a theophany or an appearance of right. God right. in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So are the two other angels, are the two beings with God angels then? Yes, angels. So would, that, would they be members of the divine council then? Well, it's it's we don't know. All we know is that he is, they he's dispatching. He's sending them mm -hmm. to basically deliver the righteous lot mm -hmm. and to destroy the wicked. Mm. But they're angels. Where God Himself, if this indeed is God here, is um, saying. I mean, the Lord said, "Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm going to do?" Mm. And then Abraham keeps referring to Him as yeah. the Lord, right. and He's interceding to Him. Right. Don't destroy if I can find 50, you know. The, mm. And then it finally says at the end, so the Lord, when he was, as soon as he had finished mm -hmm. this, he 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 leaves. He, he, he's finished talking, and so he's gone. So two are angels, one is uh, God. Exactly right. If that's the interpretation. Yeah. Now, it's very important, because so those oh, elements yeah. are, are contained mm -hmm. there. So this is what you see mm -hmm. these angels uh, are about. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kind of see through the mm -hmm. Scripture uh, some things about these angels. Now, if you go to Hebrews chapter 1. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, chapter, that, that's actually a good book, John. Yeah, this. this is a very important yeah. because it shows several things about angels here. We're going to look at in a moment. Right. In, in, uh, and about the key to Hebrews is the word better. Better. <laughs> Jesus is better than Moses, better yeah. than the angels, better than the old covenant, better than the new covenant. Mm. So notice what he says um, in verse, um, speaking about Jesus, this the Heavenly Father is speaking about his son. Look what he says in verse 6. And again, when he brings the firstborn of the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Of and, the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. Okay, so several things are going on here. First of all, he says, um, he, he's making a point that mm -hmm. Jesus is superior to angels, right? Verse yes. 4, he yes. says, mm -hmm. having become so much better than the angels. He's not an angel. Sometimes the false cults will try to say he's an angel mm -hmm. or Michael the archangel. Mm -hmm. It can't be. As he has, by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name. Then he says, for which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you? 
or I will be a father to him, he shall be my son. But then what Tristan just wrote, read, let all the angels of God worship him. Yeah. Only only God can receive worship. Mm -hmm. You see, mm -hmm. now he's telling not just man to worship him, but angels mm -hmm. to worship him. And he says, who makes his angels spirits yeah. and his ministers uh, flames of fire. Flames of yeah. fire. Uh -huh. Okay. So the idea, and if you jump down to verse 14. I like that. That's the verse I have He fills quoted. it in a little bit more. Yeah. And are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? There you go. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we're going to see a very interesting dichotomy here. Yeah. They're sent to serve or mm -hmm. to assist uh, believers. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to see they, they also are sent to bring judgment. On yes. unbelievers. Yeah. We're going to see that in yeah. both the Old Testament mm -hmm. and the New Testament as we go through this. But yeah. he, this is a key here. Yeah. Are not they all, not all ministering spirits sent forth. Yeah. It's God who sends mm -hmm. them. We don't ask and petition angels. Yeah. And this gets, this is, gets strange in popular culture that the way they think you they can pray to angels, angels or name an angel right. or mm. put an angel in my pocket or and, a lucky charm or something. You know, John, what that leads to, you know, um, <laughs> is, you know, some people, you know, I heard some other questions are, you know, how, do, how, are, how are we different than angels? Okay. And when you take a look at Genesis one twenty six, it said angels are entirely different order of being than humans. Humans do not become angels after they die. Some people right. think we become oh, right. angels after we die. Right. Angels will never become and never were human beings. God created the angels just as he created humanity. Then the Bible um, nowhere states that angels are created, this is important, in the image and likeness of God as humans are. And then that's in Genesis 1.26. Angels are spiritual beings that can, to a certain degree, take a physical form, which we've seen mm -hmm. here, and they're primarily physical beings, but with a spiritual aspect. The greatest thing we can learn from holy angels is their instant uh, obedience to God's commands. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, the, that's and, a good And that's point what I wrote David. down there. Mm -hmm. And so then you, when you see how the angels work, I mean, yeah. so for example, after Jesus' temptation uh, in the uh, wilderness, it mm -hmm. says, then angels came and ministered to him. See, the ministers, okay? Mm -hmm. and, that is birth. It's angels, a great yeah. multitude of angels are announcing right. the birth of yeah. Jesus. So they're making revelation uh -huh. or announcement. So you see these kind of different roles that yeah. they play. Once you have a good biblical understanding, mm -hmm. then you realize that what's available in popular culture mm -hmm. and what people make books mm -hmm. and movies, it's not really according yeah. to the Bible. Right. You know, see, you know the, the thing that I'm still struggling with is, you know, we, we, we don't probably have time to get into it today but when you think of the fall of lucifer right mm -hmm. he was the greatest angel in heaven from what they say but when you think one third of the angels from what the bible says left you know that's still a challenge for me to understand because you know how they were created yes and and it's just a challenge for me to think that many angels had that kind of feeling in their heart that they would go against their creator that that's that's also the thing unless he was a great salesman which we know he can be, right? But well, it still yeah. is amazing to think about. We'll get into that yeah. when we talk. If we're on angels now, but when we get to yeah. this whole thing about the demonic, which is yeah. a whole separate show. We can do that We'll later. see that because, um, yeah, I mean, when you look at the number of angels created, it doesn't tell, mm -hmm. but it uses terms like multitude of multitude or host of heaven yeah. or innumerable number. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, we got 7.5 billion people on planet Earth today. Yes. Right. We don't know how many, you know, millions, billions. I don't, 
we don't know. All I know is God is very creative and he's very, um, he likes variety. You know, if you look at flowers or right. insects yes. or human beings. Right. So That's to a, the angelic, yeah. the angelic mm -hmm. realm mm -hmm. is, is probably highly populated. Mm -hmm. We can't see it. There are glimpses like in Kings where the servant mm -hmm. of Elijah says we're yeah. surrounded, you know, we're, and he says, he prays, open his eyes. And, and then he sees yeah. these chariots of fire, these winged chariots yeah. of fire all around. Right. Which goes to that idea mm -hmm. of their flaming spirits. Mm -hmm. or, so, uh, yeah, we can't angels, see. Yeah. Some angels have four faces too, don't they? Like different well, that goes to yeah. that's the uh, cherubim that right, we saw. Right, yeah. right, right. The horse of a man, mm -hmm. the, the, of a lion, of a calf, and mm -hmm. of a... Wow. Yeah. The, but if so, so what what that ties into what I was talking about is the fact that angels too have the ability they have emotions and intelligence and God gives them free will too you know and and so that is the connection to us that, that I that I see as the strong connection is the free will he gives them too they're not yeah. just servants right. I mean he, he he you know he let him go right he could have yeah, he didn't have to let any of that have, happen what right? do they say that the Sons yeah. of God shouted mm -hmm. for joy mm -hmm. when they saw creation coming yeah, out. Right. If you also look, like um, mm -hmm. they even have like a curiosity. If you look at First Peter for a moment, First Peter chapter one, um, it, it talks about this idea that they um, they seek to understand more about this whole salvation that we are experiencing here. First uh, First Peter chapter one, it will say. Um, Concerning the gospel, it says, uh, look at verse 12, 1 Peter chapter yeah. 1, verse 12. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you, and the things that have been have now been announced to you through those who have preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things in which angels long to look. You see that? Mm. So yeah. they, they yeah. we might be curious about the angelic realm, <laughs> but they're curious about some of these spiritual matters. That's what's kind of hinted mm -hmm. here. And he's talking uh -huh. about the Old Testament prophets. They didn't fully understand it, but it's being given to us. So we're really in a high position. But it does say angels desire to look into such things. Uh, we're being yeah. observed. Right. This is a very this is a bigger topic. But if you look at Ephesians chapter three, verse ten, for a moment, it it really expands your uh, idea of what's going on here and how important uh, this yeah. theater of life, so to speak, is here. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9 through 10. And to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery, hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. See that? Mm. So he, he, he's saying what here? Verse 10. To the intent that now, right now, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. That's believers. Yeah. To who? who? Who's watching how God is manifold, manifest? Angels. Angels. Yes. So we're being spectators. We're mm -hmm. being watched mm -hmm. to some capacity, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. Watch. Yeah, it is. Perhaps what God is displaying here mm -hmm. in his church through salvation is how can an all-righteous God be an all-loving God? You know, how, how, can, mm -hmm. how can a holy God be an all-compassionate God? How can he reconcile these things? How can he redeem somebody? How all of these things are being worked out in the display of a church. And angels are not only watching, but he'll dispatch, he'll send <clears throat> angels to assist us in some capacity. We yeah. really see that yeah. in the New Testament. Yeah, I like that. When Peter's in prison and yeah. he gets released, 
you know, the chains fall off or an angel will mm -hmm. lead them along, these kinds of things. Now that comes to the other point. We do not look for angel appearances. Again, that's mm -hmm. how people get in trouble. They're looking or petitioning. Yeah. And it opens up strange doors. But it does say in Hebrews, uh, be careful to understand strangers by because thereby we may have entertained angels unawares. Mm -hmm. So we're not looking for them, but if it happens, if you know that that's just that's in God's hands. That's that, those kinds of things are in yeah. God's hands. Yeah. But if you stay with Ephesians um, chapter um, one, he brings out a good point where he talks about the fact that Jesus is the head uh, of of everything. Um, uh, notice in verse tw chapter 1 of Ephesians, since we're in Ephesians, yeah. uh, verse 20 and 21. That he worked in Christ when he raised from above the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is not that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. See, when he elevates yeah. Jesus... But he's above what? <clears throat> All principality, power, mm -hmm. might, dominion. Those those yeah. like rankings, yeah. you know. So mm -hmm. it, it, again, it suggests mm -hmm. there's a hierarchy in the angelic realm, mm -hmm. and we'll see that with Michael in the, in right. the letter to Jude, yeah. or as Tristan cited in uh, Daniel chapter ten, he's called the prince. Yeah. So that's one of the highest. Yeah, it's one of the highest. That's the highest. Yeah. The highest. Which also suggests a prince, a group, plural, from some of the stuff I said. So, prince, you know, yeah. yeah, so you think there might be more, but you, you only really hear of Michael. The other thing, Jan, that really I liked was in James 2.19 where it says, Angels were created as order of creatures higher than humans. They innately possess greater knowledge. But second, angels study the Bible and the world more thoroughly than humans do and gain knowledge from it. So they're, they're studying the Word. You well, know? First Peter will talk, that's what okay. it means. They're yeah. curious or they yeah. want to look into these things right. that God is revealing in this age, yeah. the church age or whatever you yeah. want to call I, I just assume they knew everything because remember how Lucifer is quoting everything when Jesus right. and no, Tristan no. brought that. That came through. You know, so that was, that was intriguing. I'm thinking even they're trying to learn more. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it's very interesting. And then yeah. we'll get into that thing mm -hmm. about Satan and the temptation in the wilderness. But he'll use scripture. He actually uh -huh. uses part of Psalm 91. Uh, he, uh -huh. he will not allow your foot to be uh, mm -hmm. uh, damaged, your foot, you know, trip mm -hmm. your foot. Yeah. But then it, Jesus will say, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Well, he'll misuse scripture. He'll misuse yeah. scripture. Uh -huh. To his See, benefit. Yeah. And we'll get into this <laughs> because, because it'll also talk. <laughs> Jesus says, I give you power to tread upon serpents and uh -huh. scorpions. Uh -huh. Same thing is said in... Uh, Psalm 91, where we have power over the cobra. Well, what that means, it says in James chapter 4, submit yourself to God, right. resist the devil, he will flee right. from you. We do have that authority over, we'll get into this when we get into that class. Mm -hmm. But if you take it, if you just took it that, like without in context, oh, we can take a poisonous snakes yeah. because mm -hmm. we have faith. And then you got churches down, you know, different places. Mm -hmm. They literally bring in a bag of rattlesnakes and they have church services. They have rattlesnakes, oh to just, and they get bit and they wow. die because they're taking it out of way out never, of never, never I, I see. see. Sure. Does that make yeah, sense? it does. Okay. Yeah. So this idea of uh, Colossians, where Jesus is above uh, mm -hmm. everything, you know, it's uh, you'll see this in Colossians again, in chapter one, uh, verse fifteen and sixteen. 
He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. There you go. So remember, angels are created mm -hmm. beings. They, they are not omnipotent. They don't have all power. They're yeah. not omniscient, yeah. where they have all knowledge. Yeah. And they're not all uh, omnipresent. They're not everywhere. Right. They're not everywhere. Which means Satan is not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere no. at once like God. Because yeah. when and, you and, quoted and, yeah. Daniel right. chapter 10, yeah. Michael is dispatched. Mm -hmm. He's coming down mm -hmm. because Gabriel was sent with the revelation. Right. We'll look at this next mm -hmm. week, maybe. And he couldn't get through because mm -hmm. another prince was opposing him. Yeah. Prince of Persia was. And so Michael comes in. And runs interference, so to speak. Yeah. Well, if they were omnipresent, right. they wouldn't have to be dispatched, sent, you know, none of that kind of stuff. So, Only, yeah. yes. so just to, to that point, so when people reference um, uh, the Nazis, a lot of the times mm. they'll reference it as the work of Hitler. It mm. wasn't all, Hitler didn't do every single thing that the exactly. Nazis did. Right. He couldn't be in all places, but they still refer to it as that. Doesn't yeah. It's the same way for angels too, isn't it? When people yeah. say this is the work of Satan, it's right. the work of demons mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, well, just under, his authority. Right. under his authority. Under his authority. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. You say mm -hmm. anybody, you know, mm -hmm. Hitler or, or, or Mao mm -hmm. Zedong or Popa. You you reference that Hitler wiped out what six million people or yeah. Well, he he did under the his mm -hmm. his rulership. Yeah, and, and all of these were his representatives yeah. carrying that out. So if if you look at this, this is almost military language. Yeah. This idea of principality power. So if you look at God, mm -hmm. uh, he, think of it a military thing. He is the commander in chief. Mm -hmm. He is the commander in chief. And then underneath him, you would have like in World War II, we had General Eisenhower, Patton. These were high uh, overseers. Mm -hmm. And then you come down and you keep bracketing it down until you get to the squad, a sergeant, and the corporals, and that. Right. So it does seem in the angelic realm, the mm -hmm. good angels, and also when we get to the demonic, we're going to see there seems to be ranking there. Yeah. And that's why Jesus will say, when the little boy couldn't be delivered by his apostles oh, in yeah. that one episode, this one, only this, one this kind, yep. this type only comes out yeah. by prayer and fasting. Yeah. You, you need more power. Yeah. So it's very interesting once you start seeing it, because it, it cuts through, like I said, all these misunderstandings mm -hmm. and and uh, fables and popular culture and movies, they, right. get, they just don't get it right, you know, because they don't have a biblical worldview. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think one of the, the key things as Christians that we have to remember is followers of Christ, we have nothing to fear of these demons. Right. He's already defeated them. And if you look at 1 John 4, 4, it says the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The well, once we get to the demonic, yeah, yeah right. those right. will all come up yeah. once we get to the... But yeah. the idea, again, coming back to angels, is we see them as these uh, ministering spirits. Yeah. They're extremely powerful. If we remember their role, mm -hmm. first and foremost is worship. Yeah. Yes. Out from that will come obedience. Um, and then, of course, we're going to see they, they, their whole thing with unbelievers. Now, that's a separate story. We just yeah. saw them destroying a whole city, two cities, Sodom mm -hmm. and Gomorrah. Yeah. Mm. And those are those are good angels. I mean, you know, we'll see them destroy 180,000 Assyrians in the Old Testament before they would lay siege to Jerusalem. Yeah. So you'll see them in this kind of dual dual role. You know, my my sense of it when the angel of death was going through, uh -huh. um, yeah, through on Passover mm -hmm. night in Egypt was probably an angel that yeah, had right. the 
had the capacity to kill. Yeah. And when we get the revelation, you see angels, angels. You see a lot of interaction with angels there. As a matter of fact, if you go to chapter 12, uh, Revelation, um, you'll see this this vision John has where... um, I mean, what it is, I mean, there's a lot going on here, but a war in heaven breaks out. If you look at verse 7, 7, and, uh, seven through 9. Go ahead. Now, war arose in heaven. Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. The dragon is, of course, mm-hmm. Lucifer. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. See that? And I yeah. go, should I keep going? No, this is fine. Thank okay. you. So do you see there? I mean, the war broke out in heaven. This is the yeah. spiritual uh-huh. realm that surrounds us. Mm-hmm. Michael and his angels. So it, it suggests he's, you know, he's, in a, he, he's yeah. in a commander. He's in a, yeah. Michael will often be in a role of a warrior. Gabriel is often a role of one that brings a revelation. He makes mm-hmm. the announcement mm-hmm. to John the Baptist's father that your, your wife is going to have a baby. He'll make the announcement uh, to Mary. You're going to bear and, right. and see this. Mm-hmm. So you'll see Gabriel in that. But this one, no. The war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So now look at these titles. We'll get into this next week. We'll uh-huh. get into the demonic. Right. The great dragon was cast out. That yeah. serpent yeah. called the devil, yeah. Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels, his angels, mm-hmm. were cast out with him. Yeah. I want to, I want to actually point out mm-hmm. something I just noticed. They're, they're referred to as angels in the very beginning, mm-hmm. the, the, the devil and his angels. Right. So they're still angels until they fall. They, yeah, they're, they're, they're fallen yeah. angels. Even when they yeah. were fighting, they were yeah. still technically yeah, angels. Yeah, technically, before mm-hmm. they were cast out. Oh, interesting. That's why when you, you see the Gospels, when yeah. the apostles come back, and they will say, even the demons were subject to your name. And Jesus says, don't marvel at this. Uh, rather marvel that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But then he'll say something interesting. For I beheld Satan as he fell from heaven, mm-hmm. uh, fell from heaven wow. as lightning. That's amazing. So yeah. what I'm getting at is <clears throat> there's a conflict going on here that we're not aware of, uh-huh. but it influences our life here. That's why it says we do not fight against flesh and blood, but yeah. against powers and principalities right. and spiritual entities in high places. Mm-hmm. So to the point of Hitler or different people that are energized and allow themselves for demonic thoughts, demonic mm-hmm, activity, right. demonic power itself. Why kill people, imprison people, and torture? Where does that come from? You see, that's not what God ever intended. You know, animals don't do that. There's demonic influences, right. but there's yeah. also yeah. the Holy Spirit and the angelic influences uh-huh. happening, mm-hmm. uh, going on here. We just can't see. Yeah, and also, John, I think I would extend it to even fighting and quarreling you know, amongst, amongst humans, right? Mm. You know, whether it's a, a, a spouse or whether it's with your children or whether it's politics, leaders in our country fighting with other people, that's all part of it. It's all part. It's and all and about the, thing the spiritual, is we, yeah. Look at Second Peter chapter 3, and I'll start wrapping it up. Sure. Because um, this is a lead-in for our next show, which is going to be more uh, angels and demons. So we'll touch a little bit more on angels, but I will show you. Second uh, Peter what? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's in... Uh, oh. um, Second Corinthians chapter three. Dad, you got Sorry that about one? that. Oh, you, if you got it, go no, ahead. No, no, I'm making a note. Second Corinthians. What is it? Chapter three. Chapter three. Okay. 
And this is where Paul admonishes the church here to be mm -hmm. forgiving. But look what he says in verse, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 2, David. Second okay. Corinthians chapter 2. If you got it, John, go. Okay. He says this, Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, mm -hmm. I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Then he says this, mm -hmm. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his strategy. Mm-hmm. Do you see what he's saying there? Mm -hmm. So what's Satan's strategy in that in that in that episode there? What would his strategy be? To deceive to Yeah, yeah but what did mm -hmm. Paul just tell the church, the believers to do there? In the previous verse. Yeah. He says forgive uh -huh. that person that's offended you mm -hmm. so Satan doesn't take advantage or work his strategy. Yeah. What's one of his strategies? To get unforgiveness yeah. between people. Yeah. So yeah, when people say Satan only has the power you give him, that's perfect. Well, he, he loves to divide. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you have a husband and wife, children and parent, friend and friend, if he can get a wedge in there of unforgiveness, right. and if I hold, that's why. That's it, what he lives for. He, that's why We're Jesus says, oh, forgive as you've been forgiven. Yeah. So if, if you mm -hmm. can get a wedge in there, if he can mm -hmm. get a wedge in there of unforgiveness, mm -hmm. that gives you a root of bitterness. This will separate marriages, mm -hmm. it'll separate families, it'll separate sports teams, it'll separate a nation. If there's enough mm -hmm. hatred, he can get in there. What, mm -hmm. what does Jesus right. come to do? He comes to give us life and life, right. but he wants to yeah, bring us together. Right, and exactly. Also, it, it, Jesus also points out a good point, too, where he mm -hmm. says, like, a house divided itself against itself can't stand. Yeah. Like, Satan has to be united with himself mm -hmm. so he can divide the world. Exactly. But right. I want to also point out something, too. Doesn't the word Satan mean the adversary? In the Hebrew? adversary. Yeah. Like, he's not really for anything, rather. He's just against everything. He's the accuser. He has, we'll pick this up next yeah, week right. when we do the different titles. But, yeah, he's called the accuser of the brethren. Rob he's kills. called the adversary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He he blocks God's yeah. plans and he and he hates. He, he's a he's a mm -hmm. he's a murderer from the yeah. very beginning. They, yeah. Remember, he's called a roaming lion. Yeah, right. so right. we'll get into that next week. Excellent. So anyhow, thank you guys for David and Tristan for coming by today. Yeah, great to have you, Tristan. Good show. Great to be here. Yeah, um, we hope to pick it up next week. Yeah, and uh, maybe finish off on angels, although okay. that's a big topic. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll get into the whole thing of, of the fallen uh, the angels, demonic, the, the fallen angels, yep. and again, how that influences popular culture, mm. movies, mm -hmm. TV, mm -hmm. and usually it's all wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that straight up. One last thing, maybe we could also talk about next week, the angel of the Lord a little too. Yeah, that's a whole other, oh, that's, oh, a whole other really? yeah. that's a whole show. <laughs> that's a whole show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we'll get into that. We could. So, yeah, we could thank you all for tuning in, and uh, once again, this is WNZN.org Radio. Coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. Yeah, have a Good. great weekend, everybody. Yeah, take and care. stay God safe. God yeah. bless you. And uh, we pray that this COVID-19 will soon be over. Yes. Get outside mm -hmm. again. Okay. God bless you all. Take Bye -bye. care. Take care.